Welcome to This Is Only Your Life. That's sarcastic, meaning it's only your life, no big deal. Overcoming the bullshit to open your heart and mind with Janice Corsano. In this episode, you know, and people feeling so helpless and hopeless. And we were talking about how when you feel helpless and hopeless and that keeps happening over and over, we create more of that without realizing. The more we feel something, the more we believe something, the more we see it in our life. And then it becomes what stuck in a place. And we keep going around the same bush over and over. We tend to learn by repeat. You know, I call it the rinse and repeat. Isn't that why they put that in shampoo? <laughs> they, want you, they want you to use more shampoo, right? Be like, do it again, Michelle. <laughs> Wash that hair again. It wasn't clean the first time. It's like, I think, because I, whenever they show it to me, it's like, rinse and repeat on the shampoo. Now, I don't actually do that, but I'm like, is that just so that we can use more shampoo? Isn't, isn't our hair, is it not clean when we do it the first time? bond that we know that we can trust each other and that's not happening and boy these poor kids it, it, it makes me sad it's not like everyone's not experiencing it to some degree but they're getting it right in their face every single day and so in trying to, to do that and help them is it makes me feel like okay that's a good a good way to you know because they're, they're going to be the next people that are going to be ruling the world as far as what programs and stuff are going to happen and with all the social media, it's completely different for them than it was for us. Yeah, it's horrible. It is. Because the social media thing, and a lot of people put, you know, post some crap-ass shit, which is, you know, why we have bullying exposed, and working on, you know, bringing able to bring those to the schools, because if you help each other, that's what we're here for. We're here to help each other. Instead of stepping on each other and trying to put each other down because we feel so bad about us, that we don't accept ourselves for the way that we are, which is unique beings. Like, that would be amazing. Like, if you're yourself and we you see your uniqueness, that would be, like, the best thing. Like, wow, you're cool. That's amazing. No, we want to be all these cookie-cutter cells, you know, same thing. It's like we all want to look the same. Why? <laughs> Why would we want to do that? Because then we don't feel like we fit in. And then we're told we don't fit in to ourself. And the person, it's interesting about what, with bullying, if you were bullied in fifth grade, fourth grade, third grade, sixth grade, whatever grade, it, only for a short amount of time. You will continue bullying yourself and say those same things forever. It doesn't matter when it happened. You don't need the bully anymore. You do it to yourself. Once it's in there, then you will say the thing. And normally they find something because they're picking up on your energy. And if they understand how energy works, they're picking up on the way that you really feel about yourself. And bullies have the same feelings about themselves. They have a lot in common. Mm -hmm. um, what they're doing then is then telling the other person how they really feel about themselves. And then you continue telling that, 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 see, that's true. And then everyone can see it. And if we actually went and, and took them and the kids and took them and went, okay, you come with us. Like the group, the bigger group saw the, the child that was being bullied and took them in with them and said more to the bully, like, you know what? 
you get a timeout. <laughs> That's not nice. You get a timeout. That they would stop doing that. And there wouldn't need to be any teachers, no one telling, you know, no, because that don't work. It doesn't work at all. Don't work and then the shit. kids don't even want to say they're being bullied because they, they won't because they're going to be Right. You know, you went through this. Right. Yeah. And what happened? They get in trouble. The mm-hmm. ones, the one who's getting bullied the one, is the one that gets in trouble. Yeah. And God forbid you talked about it because that's the, that's the main program now. Mm-hmm. Tell someone. Right. Okay, we did that. And then what happened? It got worse. Oh, good. <laughs> it was helpful. And then what, it, then what happened? And then, <coughs> um, finally it did end, but it's when, st- when you stop feeding, yeah. giving that person the power, then they, then they stop bothering. Then they stop. Mm-hmm. Now, that's what's so funny about it, because when you stop feeding and giving the power, which is what we do in our lives in general, we tend to focus on the problem, not the solution. And if we go, all right, if we're feeding and we're talking about meet ends meeting, you know, like when we're talking about like, well, the thing that is the struggle right now and how and what's different now is you stop worrying so much. You stop doing things so that we said, like, where did you put your attention on? In your hope, faith, and trust that things are... Exactly, instead of focusing on the lack. So I, I would actually say to my... I do say to myself, my life is filled with riches. Mm-hmm. So focus and count all those blessings instead of all the things that you're lacking. You're right, because when we talk about gratitude, there's so many things that we can be grateful for. Mm-hmm. And we tend to not see those. It's so funny, because I have a, um, a client that lives in San Diego, and she's from here. So when the um, when she first moved there, the weather is gorgeous. It stays the same almost every single day. So God forbid it rains out there; they don't they can't drive, <laughs> which is funny. But because it's like that every day, now she's been there for a few years. Now it's expected. So she said, "I cannot believe like you never thought that you would get like that would just be normal because when you come from here and our weather is who knows it's New England could change in five minutes." And Lord, lately it's been. Um, but that's the point. She's like, and then now it's just normal. So you expect it. So if it freaking drizzles or does something, everyone's like, what the hell is going Like, it's a major ordeal. And But they expect it to be like that. And they take that for granted. Instead of it's like, wow, this is amazing. That, But anything that we do over and over, we don't see that anymore. The thing that hits our button, we see plenty. You know, so if we said like, if we had beautiful weather every single day, how long before we took it for granted? We're going to be like, the sun's going to shine today. And, and and lately, because we went through May and it pretty much rained the whole, the whole time, and we're not used to that to the degree that it was. That's why I think we live in Portland um, right. or somewhere that's not the same. Um, we noticed that. We were like, where's the sun? Like, is the sun? Because how many days in a row... It's like four, at least. At four, right? At, like, at least. It seemed like it was like a whole week, right? Yeah. It'd be mm-hmm. like, and that happening, and we don't realize that we affect the weather, and that there's a lot of us crying inside, and that that's, you know, part of the the amount of rain, the amount of lack of sunshine, that we're not feeling very bright, we're feeling hopeless, we're seeing right. a lot of suicide, we're very contagious, our sensitivity level is so high, we're picking up so much, which is one of the reasons why my allergies are so bad and everyone else's are, our sensitivity level to everything it's not just to other people, it's to things in general. So it's to food, it's to the environment, and that sensitivity level is getting get higher. And they say every year now, in the last five years, and the doctor has told me this, it's the worst allergy season we've ever had. And is it the worst allergy season we ever had, 
or is we just getting more, or is we, apparently I can't speak, um, are we just getting more sensitive on top of whatever's happening? Because there's way more going on than people know for the most part. Um, so it's an interesting concept because I've never had allergies like this and they just keep going. <laughs> it's just like, oh, for goodness sake. And that part and me being so sensitive, I can't take anything, which makes that even worse. It's like, well, normally they give you allergy medicine. I can't take allergy medicine. So it's more, you know, in the same way of the way that you would work on protecting yourself. Now I have to figure out ways to work on protecting myself from the energy of the sensitivity of the environment. And as these things change and we change, it'll get more where we work together more. But right now we're not, we're in the, we're on the opposite ends. It's like, wow, hmm, this isn't, this isn't working out so well. This is really effing uncomfortable, but that's part of why we're uncomfortable. Like as we change. So if I said, all right, Michelle, what's the thing that, that you can do different now, just in, you know, what we're talking about and you know, what you know now, than you knew, you know, 20 minutes ago, what's the things that you could say, like, I could do this now, or I'm going to be more apt to, you know, maybe I'll pay attention to the weather because I see how people are feeling, or maybe I'll um, use that. And we were talking about like, when you go into different buildings and stuff, you know, put bubbles around people because the intensity, like we want to pick up less from outside. We want to figure out like who we really are, what we really feel, but we are never going to just feel ourselves. It's not going to happen because we're two connected to each other. We are one, but we'll feel ourselves way more if we figure out, okay, where's the place that you feel yourself way more? Is it home? It is. It's in my home. I would say <laughs> in my bed. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. funny because it, it, it can be, it yeah. can be, it can be in your backyard. It can be in your kitchen. It can be in your bed. It can be, you know, but we tend to do it more in our home. In my home and actually, or in the woods, I would mm -hmm. say like when I take walks, I feel like I can hear myself and I know that these are my feelings. But something that I wanted to mention is when we're talking about all these um, suicides and all this hopelessness, that um, that you don't take yourself out. Oh, right. Or you think you're going to take yourself out. You think out you're going to take yourself gonna end, out. And you'll and be that, free. And that everything's going to end and you're going to be free and that you're going to be done with this. And there is no out. There's only through. And... I thought most of my clients, I thought I told every single one of my clients that, but we, we hear what we hear when we need to hear it. And um, we were talking about it last night because of this coming up a lot. And I said, there is no out. There's only through. And we were talking about how this client that I had years ago had, you know, a lot of suicidal thoughts and she had a lot of family and friends that had suicidal thoughts. And she was on a train one day coming back from New York and the train stopped um, midway in between a station and they said they were having you know technical difficulties whatever and they moved everyone from the first two cars back into the train um, and then maybe an hour and a half later and she was sitting with somebody um, and they said I, I get a feeling she said at first and she's like I get a feeling something happened and that somebody jumped in front of the train that was her feeling when she was sitting in there Everyone else was really not talking too much. They just went with, okay, something, the train broke down or whatever. And they were waiting to bring another train. So when they finally got the train there after they, I think they were there for maybe an hour and a half, two hours, and they had opened the doors for them to cross over with like a little, um, like those little bridge, you know, things. And as she stepped onto that bridge, she felt the person so strongly that she knew it was a woman. She knew everything about her. She knew that the person felt so upset and were so hurt 
and felt so bad that she did that, that she was so lost. She went, oh my God, now I can't do anything. I can't fix anything. What did I do? And she felt the pain of her doing that so strongly. She's like, what did I do to my family? What did I just do to my friends? What did I do to myself? I can't fix any of it. I can't fix anything now. And that part that we, you know, tend to come right back, like we don't pass go, we don't get 200 bucks. I know everyone thinks we do, but we don't. Um, we tend to come right back. That person in feeling that, that was my client that walked across that bridge and felt that woman to that degree in her pain and suffering because she killed herself. And now she knew something that she didn't know when she was here alive, that she was so upset and so sorry and so and wish she could t take that back in that and this probably was within an hour uh two hours of her doing this um my client was unbelievable in what it did to her because she knew it was the person she knew that there was no she wasn't told anything about this person later when the news she didn't even know they didn't you know no one on the train knew that someone had jumped in from the train but she got all this information, and she was she was a sensitive one, and that was one of the reasons why she felt so much with the with the suicide and with her family and friends, you know, that coming up a lot. But when after she had that experience, she said that's changed her thought on it. She said, and every single person that she said, and she went and told all of her friends that thought about it, she told them the feeling, and it was so strong. I mean, it changed her in that moment, feeling that woman, and. Sometimes it takes that to understand, but there is no out. We have to go through because we wrote it this way, meaning we put the lessons in. We are the ones having the experience because we put the lessons in. It's what we're trying to understand and do with them, and that that's what we're here to do. Now, that doesn't mean that we might not put that in our chart. I mean, like there's going to be a time when you may feel like suicide, and that's a time when you may have to work hard so that you don't commit suicide because you're going to come back and do this again and you're going to do it tougher because you're trying to learn that lesson so whatever it takes to learn it because we're writing it in there we're going to put ourselves in a situation that may be even tougher so just so everyone knows that and we try to and we try to help you know that there's all kinds of tools and ways but is it easy to get stuck there yes it really is you know you know people that that have been that sad and you know that heartbroken that and and feel that bad that that they don't feel like there's any way out and they just want it to end yeah there's you know and that happens to all of us you who, who's going on an island <laughs> you who's going on an island you know most people though they're like i just can't live this life anymore and that may be true we can't live this life maybe we need to be doing something else because to me depression is we're doing the wrong thing i mean like our it's trying to tell us we need to change something. Right. Every day there's a new opportunity to change something. Yeah. The Every problem day. is, what's what's the problem? It's hard to, it's hard to change. It's hard to change. And the place of feeling between the rock, the rock and the hard place. Like, well, if I do this, I can't just quit my job tomorrow and, you know, I need to make some money. Like, there's so many things that make it so hard for us to change. But if we change it from the inside, they said, like, Michelle, you changed it from the inside. We can't change it from the outside. We got to change it from the inside. As we change the way we see it, the way we think about it, then we perceive it differently. Then we can actually do those things. And those opportunities show up. And they come out of freaking the woodwork. And we don't know where they're coming from, but we know they're coming. 
because we're doing something and we're still taking action. We're not sitting there, like I said, having a peanut butter and jelly, having a peanut butter and jelly and just sitting there and going, well, I put that intention out there, so I can't wait for it to show up. I asked for a great relationship, so I put that out there. I did my intention, Michelle, and now I'm going to sit on my bed and wait. <laughs> Hopefully it's the mailman or the, the UPS person or whoever comes to my house to fix something that I don't need fixed yet. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, maybe they show up at the wrong house. Maybe it's whoever comes to my door. And it could be. But most of the time you got to do something and you got to be working towards and you're putting your energy in, you know. It's not like you sat there and went, well, I don't have a job. I ain't looking for one. Someone better show up and show them and give me one. What did you do? <laughs> Put some effort into it. Yeah. Uh-huh. You went and looked. Yeah. I went and looked. You're like, oh, yeah, I should have one of those things, and I'd like it to be like this, this, and this, and I'd like it to be flexible. I ain't going to look for any. <laughs> I'm hoping that someone just calls me. Anyone? <laughs> And that's the part where people like, no, you actually have to put in the, yeah, the work. Yeah, it's the fine line. You do have to do you something. You have to do something. But if you have the right mindset when you're doing it, we get more. And thank God, when we talk about it, it's like 10%. So if you worry 10% less, then you start to see moves and things. If As that starts to snowball, you know, if we do 10% more positive, 10% catching that we're being negative, because most of the time we're not paying attention. Right now we're running way too fast and we need to slow the F down so that we could actually ask the questions. Because what are the questions? Like, what do I really want? How do I change this? What can I be doing? And first got to slow down. We can't ask ourselves any questions. You're running. The only question we're asking is like, okay, how am I going to get this done? And then we make more mistakes and then it takes longer. And then so the next thing you know, we're not asking any questions. We're exhausted, tired. And then from that place, then we get frustrated and angry Hence why we go kill other people and have road rage and all the other things because we're blaming everyone else for why I'm stuck like this and instead of looking at ourselves and I'm like, wait, what's this trying to show me? What's it trying to help me learn? I can get out, but first I have to figure out what it is that I want. That's one of our hardest things. Have you ever think about like what you really want? Exactly. Right. That's that's the hardest thing. Like what well when you say to me though, what would be ideal, what kind of things do you like? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the job will come that way. But, you know, if you think of the things you like, like flexibility, I like holistic things, and, you know, the universe provides it somehow. Even though I don't say, this is exactly what I want to do. I'm like, oh, yeah, because even then there's a yoga studio. That's great. Right, but that's what I mean. Because if you said exactly, um, you might be able to get that. But if you exactly want that, but you know, I never like that's know not that. what... Exactly what you want. Like you're saying, like, I want flexibility, holistic. It's not that it has to be a yoga studio or it has to be this. It's like in this field. Mm -hmm. And we don't necessarily know what it is, which is actually giving the universe more opportunity instead of limiting it. You know, lim limiting. See, I can't talk today. Limiting it to um, one thing, unless that's what you really like, what you know that you really want. Which is kind of fun because then you get a bunch of different ones, mm -hmm. and you've had to, you've got to try a bunch of different things. You're like, no, I like this, I like this. So it helps you to figure out more of what you like, instead of taking it and going like, no, it's the same old shit. I know I don't like that because first we could figure out by I know I don't like that. Right. If we don't know what we like, we could be like, okay, what do I not like? Go one way or the other. But I think the easier one when we first start to try to figure out what we really want is by what we don't want. <laughs> be like. No, I don't want that. And then how do we do that? That 
meaning like how do we actually start to focus in on what we do like? Well, start with what you liked when you were a kid because we tend to like the same things. Like, did we like coloring? Did we like, you know, are we artistic? Are we were somebody that liked to take things apart? Were we something like, what types of things did made you happy? What did you look forward to doing? And I know, like, as kids, we look, might look forward to playing baseball, so, like, we them all be baseball players. But, no, it's what is what is it in that? Like, what was the joy of it? And there's something else that, that and some people are baseball players, um, but the joy of what that was. Was it the team? Was it the, you know, what... Is it the group thing? Is it, you know, what is it in that that made you excited about that? And there's a lot of things, like, when you think about it. That, And thank God there's people that love doing the lawn and love, because I love planting flowers. Love it. Absolutely. Um, I don't mind cutting the grass, but if I had this choice, I would rather plant the flowers than cut the grass. And... I don't mind doing the garbage, but if I wouldn't probably be a garbage man if it was my first choice, but thank God there's somebody that it's their first choice. Mm -hmm. And there is no job that's better than anyone else's. They're all equal, and we need to do that with people. We're all equal. There is no better than. And when we see it in jobs, it's like, because people will be like, oh, you're a garbage man, or you're a janitor, or you're a this, or you're a that, instead of being like, wow, that's fucking cool. Like, and you like it, that's amazing. I, I love that you love your job. I don't care what your job is. And that, that digging ditch job, you know, somebody actually enjoys that. I've met people that love that, thank God, because being in construction, there was, you know, we, there was holes that needed to be dug, and, you know, so somebody needed to do that. And I met a man that absolutely loved doing that, and it used to make me so happy to see him do it. Because there's other people that did it, that they just did it, because they have to do what they have to do, you know. So they're like, well... But the difference is, is it raining? <laughs> oh, well, apparently we're just getting Morris code, <laughs> which happens sometimes. Um, we have communication around here from all places that Michelle doesn't know yet the things that she's going to get to experience while she's here. <laughs> She'll be like very excited, like, who's trying to talk to us? Yeah, Morris code used to happen all the time through my keypad in my alarm system. So it would start playing Morse code and it would basically go tap, 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 and it would just beep it, right? And I'm like, that sounds like Morse code. I don't know Morse code. You could keep telling me it, but I don't know Morse code. You gotta use a different language. I don't know it. So when I called, because it was doing it so much that I had to call the company. When the guy comes in, goes, that's not possible. I'm like, okay. And sure enough, it did it while he was here. Oh, my gosh. Because you know how it never does That never it? happens. Never. Right? <laughs> sure enough, it happened while he was here. And he's listening to it going, there's no possible way. Like, oh, my, what the hell is that? And I'm like, I don't know. But I think it sounds like Morse code. He goes, it does sound like Morse code. I go, I wish I knew Morse code. So I'm like, is that a dash? Would that be a dot? <laughs> Record that. Would, would be, that. Yeah, it'd be constant. And I'm like, well, someone's certainly trying to tell us something. He goes, and why is it just this one? And then it will do it in the other one because it would do it like in usually in my room, but usually where I was, it would do it. And I was like, I don't know. And then I said to them, finally, I was saying to the angels and guys, like, guys, can we do a different message? Because I don't know Morse code and I don't know what you're saying. You know, usually I can hear you, but they'll do things like that. 
And so that reminded me of that tapping, reminded me of that, like the Morse code. I remember it on the thing, and they haven't done that in a long time, thank goodness, because I don't know what the hell they're saying, other than <laughs> it could be someone, you know, and, and it, not necessarily do they have to be saying something other than we're trying to get your attention so that you know that we're here. Right. You know, but but it was Morse code. It did really sound like Morse code, so I wanted to really know what it was, because you wanted to decode it, really. I don't know Morris Code. <laughs> Morris Code person in here. So it was interesting because when he saw it, he was like, that's not possible. He I couldn't mean, fix it. I like that he heard it, though. Yeah, because yeah, you right, know maybe. they never hear it. You know when you take your car and they, the car is perfectly fine. And as soon as you drive away is when it does it. You're like, <laughs> hence the three things, three times you got to do anything. Now, that's been happening for years, the, the, the whole car thing. And when someone comes to check, like, your refrigerator or your freaking dishwasher, you know, it's running just fine now. Of course it is, because your ass is here. But as soon as you walk out the door, here, we're going to try to fake it out. You pretend you're getting in the truck. You pretend you're leaving. And then we'll try it again. I will try it while you pretend you're outside and not you don't go anywhere. And I'll come and get you. <laughs> but that's, you know, in... In the tools that you use. So, what are the tools that you've been using? Because you know you haven't been around for a while, but you still use a lot of the tools. And, yes. And you're gonna. Michelle's is gonna get a lot. Michelle's is. I swear to God, I can't talk today. Um, Michelle is going to get a lot more tools because of the things that um, she has heard some of them, but hasn't heard a lot of them. Um, but make sure you put bubbles around other people because the intensity of the energy is is so strong that we need protection from each other, um, just so we could try to feel us within this crazy. You know, like we want to get more of us because when you take half of that off and, you know, the, the negative energy um, one where you use the balls for your, with your head and your, excuse me, your um, solar plexus, that one, that one works great. But just, just putting bubbles around people helps to like keep that. And then the bubble around yourself, you know, the protection around yourself, it gives you like another barrier. And Lord knows we're picking up so much and the sensitivity is so high. We need that. And this fear level because we don't know, we, we don't feel safe anywhere. Exactly. Where do you feel safe? Right now, there's so so much uncertainty. There's a lot of fear that anything can happen anywhere. So I do do that right before I get out of bed. I protect myself with the white light of love and protection. But I have I haven't put the bubbles around the other people. So I'm going to try that. I'm do that. Yeah, it, it's helpful because it takes down, and it it reflects and deflects. So if it's instead of it being able to bounce um, out that it can bounce back into them and that helps a person look at their own stuff because we want to like look at our stuff and that's why like I was talking about um, my daughter and our working crazy ass schedules and you know her the way that she tends to overwork too don't know where she got that um, and like we said the apples don't fall from the tree but that whole thing which is amazing is that we learn from our parents we learn from our society we learn from people who are close to us and that's the way we see it. Now, we may take it in a little bit different, but that's the only way we're going to live our life. That's why we talk about, like, when you're a kid, whatever you learn there is what you're going to repeat over and over. You just do it a little differently. But it's the same belief you're going to have, and it's going to get bigger and grow stronger because you're going to have proved it long enough. And that's when we're talking about moms and how many single moms do we know that aren't struggling. It's like there's some on the planet somewhere that, that that's actually in their little group. That's a fine. Like, I mean, like, single moms don't have to struggle. Over here, where we are, that's not a thing. There's very few of them. I mean, it's not like we don't see them, because I've seen them, but 
there's more that struggle or feel like that's a struggle and that it's hard to do. And that if we have a different belief and we can see a different thing and we actually help each other and work more together, we would probably have less of that. So it's like in understanding that and the idea that there's this stigma of feeling like there's failure in divorce. You know, it's not like you didn't try your ass off. You know, it's not like you you went, you know what? I woke up today, I'm just going, I just want a divorce. Just out of the blue. Just for no reason. No, I, it was 20 years of trying. Oh, you mean you actually worked at that? <laughs> 20 years of trying. Well, yeah. it wasn't all 20 years. <laughs> no, but you actually, you, you, you mean you didn't just wake up one day and be like, I've seen you around here for 20 years. I'm sick of looking at you for no fucking reason at all. Everything was perfectly fine. I just wanted to shake up. I needed some drama in my life. So <laughs> You know, because most people don't do that. They're usually something that's going on that you work on or try to work on or try to talk about or try to get help for for a long time to the point where it's like it's not seeming like it's going to change and we have to make that choice to, you know, do something. And we don't make that lightly. Uh, these days, some people do, but for the most part, that's not a thing that usually happens. So when you get to that point, and how hard is that? It's a really hard decision. But I don't regret it for a second. And right. Even though life is a struggle, I'm like, you know what? I'm doing it. And I've, I've been able to do it for almost four years now. And, and I can do the, it. Right. And that's the difference. Because the thing that you're starting to realize is that there was a reason. It wasn't like... Because that part about getting divorced and making that decision, there's a lot of guilt that happens with that. And for the kids, for our family, for our friends, for our parents. Like, we shouldn't do that. Like, you're supposed to stick this out. You're, you're a failure. Yep, that's the main <laughs> one. You know, because that goes into, mm-hmm. you know, and it goes into it with all kinds of things, but that's one of the a big one on the we failed. And we didn't. Mm-hmm. It's like, what did we do? We continued to try to work on something to try to make it better. But if we can't, at some point, we have to love ourselves enough to say, okay, this is not going to work and it's okay Mm -hmm. it's okay it's actually going to be better for me and the kids and the other person that maybe we're continue on separately Mm -hmm. um but that's what you're starting to see like the i can't which was really hard to get there to i can and then being able to do it and then as you're seeing more happen and more things come into your life and you know you experience it what did you experience over the last four years with this um, you know, it's, it's, it was a struggle, but I, I found out that, you know, I, I did a lot on my own, even when I was married. So it's like, you know what, I, I was doing it anyway by myself. So, um, and then once you believe in yourself, it becomes easier. And, um, yeah, cause you started getting a lot of confidence. Like you, it, it took a while, you know, it's slow. It's like everything, like having some worth and confidence. It takes a little while. And we're still working on it. Yeah. We're all, always going to be working on it. But mm-hmm. but you see that 10% as it grew? Yes. Like you got a little bit more, and then you saw something happen, and then you got a little bit more. I can do this, yeah. Yep. And then as you had more people, like, and then you had more surrounded by people that were more like-minded, you know, like, we can do this. You know, like more, more things showed up that were, like, trying to lift, you know, lift you up. Right. And family is really important to have as well. Yeah. No, absolutely. So the exciting thing is where you are now and the things that are coming because you're actually so more open, Mm -hmm. you know, after these four years, it's like, 
we've been through hell since 2012, all of us. Like, whatever whatever our shit is, it's it's been, you know, and it's still going. But at least we feel like there's some brightness in there. Like, we're able to do, like, we have days, you know, even if they're moments mm-hmm. in the day, that things are more positive in some ways. And then you can feel, like, that separation that I talk about all the time, like the lower energy versus the higher energy separating out. You can feel like this world is separating. And I want to be on the higher vibration side because that one feels like chaos and crazy. And that's where we are. We're, like, in that, fighting with the old and the new. And that's really inside of each one of us. So we'd, we'd actually like to be, like, let me ask the question. Let me work it out inside of me. Because if I work it out inside of me, I'm not going to take it out on everyone else. Because it makes it way much more of a very big problem when we're taking it out on each other instead of like, how do we help each other to look inside and to work on ourselves? Because if each person just worked on themselves, we'd all be better. Oh we'd all be yes, great. take the time to work yeah. on yourself and listen to your feelings. And then taking that 20 minutes when I walk in the door after working... Yeah, that's a godsend. To arrive. The 20-minute rule that we have um, is amazing because when you walk in the door, you're not home. And you're you're physically there, but you're not mentally and emotionally there. And with that 20 minutes, and it doesn't have to be exactly 20. Some people it's 10. Some people it's 25. But taking that time to just get yourself there, and then you could take questions. Because people would notice you're in a totally different mood if you give them the 20 minutes. Instead of hitting them with the day stuff, and they're like, I can't take that. So, and that's how we get in fights. Like, that's major fighting. That's major fighting material right there. What do you mean you said no? Why can't I do that? It's like, I'm not even here. Hold on. Give me, give me a minute. Give me a second. And you do what? You go. I go down and I take the dog out um, down into the fenced area and be outside in the sun and, or the rain. Whatever. But you're yeah. outside. But I'm outside and I'm just taking some time. And getting grounded Mm -hmm. and getting back to here. And then then you can go in and handle what the next things are. And I feel so much better talking to the kids. And then I can be more present with them instead of just feeling overwhelmed. Yeah, because overwhelmed is big these days. That's all we do is feel overwhelmed. Which doesn't give us any perspective that's good. Anything positive in the perspective when you're feeling overwhelmed is usually like, what? What is it? No. Yes. Fine. Like, you're like... Just throw the answers out. <laughs> I don't even know what I answered. Did you say what? What, did, what am I doing? We don't even know. It's like we're, we're running around, and that's why the, the running has to stop to the degree that we're running. And the slowing down is actually the answer to time speeding up. When we slow down, time will work with us. And when you actually chill, time will slow down a little bit. We could get way more done, and then we feel way better about it. And take a nap. Like, I, I think I gave my daughter on one of the podcasts recently. She was exhausted from all the running around she does. And since we are great mirrors for each other, um, I fired her from her job, one of her jobs. I said, all right, you have to, you fire yourself from my fucking job over there and take a nap. <laughs> she was exhausted. And I'm like, I need to fire myself from, like, because if I'm saying it, that's something I'm like, okay, I need to work on that. But that's the thing about, we want to be the example. We need to be the example. And I would not tell you guys stuff to do if I didn't do it. You know, I do the work. And I, you know, work on and get hit with, and usually way bigger stuff because I'm the teacher. So that's, you know, like they don't fuck around. They give me the major shit because you work through the other ones. And as you work through, you you know, you can get, it depends on what you do. As the teacher, you tend to get um, bigger stuff so that you can teach them. But I'm like, okay, I'm giving that up. (laughs) Good. I'm good, thanks. I think you've handed me enough shit my whole life. I'm good. 
but that's made me know it's all what you're going to do with it. So we're excited to have Michelle with us and we are looking forward to doing some wonderful things, some, you know, new amazing programs and go to, I know, I know, um, when you do, I don't know, I've heard, so who knows, but I think that if you do, um, subscribe to the podcast, you can go on iTunes and you can find it through SoundCloud and through our website. And you used to be able to the other day, find it through, through iTunes and just put in, um, put in my name or put in, um, how to survive earth school. Cause it's didn't change all the way from when we changed our name recently to this is only your life. Um, but Michelle's going to figure out why that's not doing that for us because she's good at that stuff. That's why we love her. She's got some talents all over the place. So, um, but if you do a review, it would be great because it helps more people be able to find us. And that's what I heard. So I'm just giving you the info and then go check out the stress relief class. I would never have done a stress relief class. I said this a bunch of times, but we have to get back to basics because no one can do work on themselves if you are so stressed and overwhelmed and you don't even know you're stressed and overwhelmed. And then we go to, there's so many questions and stuff. If you guys you know, have questions or there's something you want us to talk about or a classes that you'd like us to look at or things that you'd like to know about, we can put them together or work on talking about it on the podcast. Just email us. You know, it's mylana at gmail. Um, dot com. And I think it's on the, the website, you know, where you can get in touch with us. Um, so we can answer those questions and we can talk about those things. And it's been wonderful having Michelle. It's wonderful having Michelle here. And I can't wait for all the wonderful things we're going to do together. Me too. Thank you, Janice. Sending everyone peace and love. Yes, everyone peace and love. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Bye.